Time for seafood news. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast brought to you by Maine Lobster. Summer means that it's officially lobster season in Maine. Between June and July, lobsters in the cold waters of the Gulf of Maine shed their shells, and the result is Maine New Shell Lobster. Perfectly sweet and tender meat with a softer shell that's easier to crack into. Visit lobsterfromaine.com to learn more. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Erner Berry News Assistant Ryan Doyle. Thank you for joining us. Ryan, thank you actually for joining us because Lauren's out today and you were taking one for the team. Yeah, stepping up to the plate. Yeah. Big, and big, you know, substituting for her. It's an honor. Yeah. yeah she's, she's, big shoes to fill. It's been a staple here at Erner <laughs> Berry for a long time on the podcast. So I'm happy to help, lend a helping hand. Good. And then everyone gets used to listening to your voice because you'll be yes. replacing me soon enough. So it's a win win for everybody yes. today. But uh, moving on to our top story of the day, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has updated their advice about fish consumption for women who are or might become pregnant, breastfeeding mothers, and young children. The last time this advice was updated was January 2017. So the update from the FDA states that while it is important to limit mercury in the diets of women who are pregnant or breastfeeding and young children, many types of fish are both nutritious and lower in mercury. The revised advice highlights the many nutritional components in fish, many of which have important roles in growth and development during pregnancy and early childhood. It also highlights the potential health benefits of eating fish as part of a healthy eating pattern, particularly for heart health benefits and lowering the risk of obesity. Yes, and for those who are actually not familiar with the dietary guidelines, it recommends that Americans eat at least eight ounces of seafood per week based on a 2,000-calorie diet. Ryan, do you do that? I wish I had more people that like seafood around me. Uh, my, my mom's not into it, but whenever me and my dad get to make dinner uh, by ourselves, it's salmon, yeah. some type of, if, you know, we try to make the shellfish if we can handle it. We're not the most expert uh, chefs, but mm, I agree. we try to get it. But, you know, it's, it's, hard, uh, it's hard to cook like seafood for one. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Unless you do like a lot of frozen stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, women who are pregnant or breastfeeding are recommended to consume eight to 12 ounces of a variety of seafood per week from choices that are lower in mercury. Um, but with that said, children at the age of two are recommended to only eat one ounce and that number increases to four ounces by age 11. And to make consumption choices easier, the FDA has broken down fish into three categories, best choices, good choices, and choices to avoid. The FDA recommends that pregnant women eat two or two to three servings a week of best choices or one serving a week of good choices. And of course, the FDA has posted a handy downloadable chart that breaks down what's a best choice, good choice, and choice to avoid. So for example, um, looking at best choices, which like I said, these, those are the eat two to three servings a week. Um, anchovies, which personally I'm not eating two to three servings a week of anchovies, but um, some good ones on there, clams, cod, crab, uh, flounder, haddock, salmon, scallops, lobster, oysters. I mean, of course, you don't want to eat the raw stuff, you know, but those are all really great choices, you know, and then um, and there's plenty more. I mean, there's like over 30. Really good variety. Yeah. And then uh, for good choices, which is the one serving a week, um, an alternative to the best choice, uh, you got bluefish, you know, uh, halibut, mahi, uh, Chilean sea bass, uh, snapper, tuna, the yellowfin tuna or albacore, white tuna, canned, fresh frozen. So those are all, you got plenty of options. Mm-hmm. Um, as for those to avoid, uh, shark, swordfish, tilefish, tuna, big eye tuna, um, 
orange roughy, you know, so the, the list of choices avoid is actually a lot smaller than um, you would mm -hmm. think. But I know this is more of like a topic I should have like discussed while Lauren was here because uh, she was recently pregnant. I'm pregnant and you are not pregnant. No, Ryan. Not yet. No, not. <laughs> <laughs> this, no, but it is important to know. And it's, it's a good update for for those, especially anyone with young kids. Yeah. That this it covers that, too. So it's, well, it's a really I, good guideline. I had discussed with her is that when I first went to the doctor, the, the nurse told me to, um, you know, avoid eating seafood. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is the complete opposite of what i've been writing about here, here yeah we were talking news. about misconceptions and stuff like yeah, that about that and that, that might be something to look into but it um, increases like you know uh they say like there's studies that are found that um you know women who eat seafood while they're pregnant that uh when they have their babies like they actually sleep more through the night um and it boosts uh eye development brain development so there's just so many benefits of eating it so hopefully this new uh advice from the fda gets gets spread spread around for sure and moving along, an approximate 400 North Atlantic right whales remain in the world. So what's being done to protect the endangered species? And now this is something we're really focused on here, especially <laughs> seafood news. Seems like there's a new story about this every yeah. day. So let's get the latest. Yeah, we talk about it nonstop on this podcast. But um, it's an excellent question. What's being done to protect the endangered species? So Chris Oliver, the assistant administrator for NOAA Fisheries, is speaking out following the recent death of six right whales in Canadian waters. Four of those six whales were actually mature females. Um, so Oliver wrote in a leadership message that with fewer than 95 breeding females left out of the 400, that's crazy, um, protecting indiv every individual is a top priority. Right whales cannot withstand continued losses of mature females. We have reached a critical point. And North Atlantic right whales live and travel off the Canadian Maritimes in New England and travel to the warm coastal waters off South Carolina, Georgia, and Northeastern Florida. As Oliver explains in his letter, the U.S. has been working to reduce North Atlantic right whale deaths related to entanglement and ship collisions. And since 1997, the U.S. has been working with stakeholders on the Atlantic Large Whale Take Reduction Plan to reduce the impacts of commercial fishing gear on right whales. And in 2008, the U.S. adopted ship strike reduction measures. And earlier this year, the take reduction team made recommendations that would hopefully reduce an additional 60% of serious industries and in injuries and lethal entanglement risks. Uh, with that said, more collaboration with Canada needs to happen in order to reduce entanglements and ship sh strikes. Yeah, of course, like the U.S. has already been working closely with Canada by exchanging information of the state of science and information on management measures. But Oliver says that they must continue to work with partners to strengthen measures, um, to strengthen like protection me uh, measures. Mm -hmm. He said that he wrote to the Department of Fisheries and Oceans and Transport Canada to request that they meet as soon as possible and urge them to take immediate action to provide comprehensive protection for the species. And right now, Canadian officials are considering expanding speed restriction and no fishing zones in the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Uh, this comes after Transport Canada announced late last month that they would be implementing an interim precautionary speed, a speed restriction of 10 knots for vessels of 20 meters or more in length traveling in the western Gulf of St. Lawrence in the two designated areas, shipping lanes north and south of Anticosti Island. The measure was in addition to the fixed speed restrictions that was introduced in a large area of the Gulf this past, Gulf this past April, and that speed restriction mandated that vessels 20 meters or longer in that specific area go no more than 10 knots until November 15, 2019. Meanwhile, in February, Fisheries and Oceans Canada released their 2019 plan for protecting endangered whales. So in addition to the speed restriction that was put in place in April, officials announced that they would be adjusting areas where the mandatory speed restriction applies in order to reflect North Atlantic whale sightings. 
So in an effort to prevent possible entanglements in gear, officials said that they would be adjusting the area close to snow crab, lobster fisheries, and all other non-tenant fixed gear fisheries in Atlantic Canada and Quebec to include the area where 90% of the North Atlantic right whales were sighted last year during the prime fishing season. And as we previously reported, Fisheries and Oceans Canada made a number of temporary fishing closures throughout the month of June due to the presence of North Atlantic right whale sightings. Thanks, Amanda. And in other news, Captain Neal's Seafood, a North Carolina business that purchases, processes, packages, transports, and sells seafood and seafood products, has found themselves in hot water. The company boasts that they've been producing fresh domestic crab meat for almost 30 years. And unfortunately, they've been accused of violating the Lacey Act by knowingly labeling knowingly false labeling foreign crab meat as domestic. So a criminal filing against Captain Neal's Seafood and owner Philip R. Carowan was filed in the North Carolina Northern District uh, Division District Court on June 26th. Now, according to the document, Captain Neal's purchased live domestic blue crab and had their workers steam, pick, and process the meat. However, during a span from January 1st, 2012 through June 16th, 2015, when there was not enough domestically harvested blue crab to satisfy customer demand, Captain Neal's purchased foreign meat from South America and Asia. Carowin then reportedly directed employees to repack the foreign crab meat into containers labeled product of USA. An approximate 200,536 pounds of imported crab meat was mislabeled, and customers were not informed of the meat's true origin. And now Captain Neal's is reportedly a supplier for Costco and Sam's Club. And Elliot Abrams, an attorney for Captain Neal's, told the Charlotte Business Journal that over the last four years, the company has expanded its capacity, has continued to be a major, safe, and productive employer in eastern North Carolina, and has sold nothing but appropriately labeled domestic crab. Thanks, Ryan. Now for some analysis pieces, uh, my usual CFA News partner, or, um, podcast partner in crime, Lauren Castiglione, like I said, is not here today, but she did leave us a Pegasius market update. So Lauren reports that European imports of Vietnamese Pegasius saw a significant increase in April, rising 80.4% from the previous month. March 2019 recorded 10.4 million pounds of Pegasius, while the total for April jumped to 18.7 million pounds. This is the highest monthly volume since December 2016, brought in 20.6 million pounds of product into Europe. Meanwhile, Pegasius imports into the U.S. are dwindling as fast as wholesale prices are falling. April volume fell 44.4% from the previous month, recording 5.6 million pounds. Import volume has fallen uh, month over month since January 2019. And finally, for some fun news, Chicken of the Sea's new Basil Infusions Tuna has been named one of the best supermarket products of the year by People's Editors. The Editors of People reviewed more than 1,200 different items to create their 2019 Food Awards, which highlights the most delicious new grocery products. This year, Chicken of the Sea's Basil Infusions was named the winner in the Best Tuna category. Chicken of the Sea Infusions is a single-serving cup of wild-caught tuna that initially launched in August 2018. And a single-serving cup, which requires no refrigeration, has a built-in fork, convenient, and fits in a cup holder. Uh, So like I said, it was designed to be convenient, an on-the-go snack or meal option. And the convenience factor, in addition to its flavor, is why the product was highlighted by people this year. So Chicken of the Seas Infusions line comes in four flavors, lemon and thyme, basil, Thai chili, and sun-dried tomato. Each cup contains 20 grams of protein, is gluten-free, and is wild-caught and dolphin-safe. And the infusions are also keto, paleo, and whole 30 friendly. 
And finally, crab lovers will want to head to Red Lobster as soon as possible for the return of Crab Fest. The dining event is back for a limited amount of time, and this year the train restaurant is introducing a special new entree inspired by Discovery Channel's hit reality series, Deadliest Catch, legendary television show, Mm -hmm. uh, beginning July 1st and ending on July 14th. Uh, Red Lobster diners will be able to order the new Captain's Trio entree, a limited edition uh, to the Crab Fest menu. The Captain's Trio features wood-grilled sirloin topped with creamy crab imperial seafood blend and paired with crab and mushroom au gratin and crab and seafood linguine alfredo. Sounds good. Yum, yeah. Well, that about does it for us. Once again, this podcast was brought to you by Maine Lobster. Enjoy Maine New Shell Lobster this summer and learn more at lobsterfrommaine.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>